Hey, how you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Good. May I just say, maybe it's the lighting, but you have some real Claire hair going on right now. Okay, it's it is the lighting, and it's also dry shampoo. Thanks for asking. Oh, okay. I was like, did she die? It's dye? mostly dry shampoo. Did she dye her hair? That would be bold. No, I mean, I I keep thinking that it'll just naturally come in because um, I just feel like I could really rock that look, mm-hmm. and it hasn't yet. But I'm not willing to do anything about it. You so want to be your own just dry shampoo my hair every single day. You want to be your own silver fox. <laughs> No, Richard Madden can do, do it. Claire I, can do it. That's what a club. I should become what I'm into. I think so. <laughs> if I think that's hot, then that's who I should be. I mean, yeah, I think that's correct. <sighs> yeah, no, it's dry shampoo. Oh, okay. Well, as you can see, I just felt like my hair looked really greasy earlier, and I like midday dry shampooed. Yeah. Do you have a dry shampoo of choice? I've never been loyal to any of them. Oh, Batiste. I am 100% brand loyal to Batiste. Mm. I have tried nicer, more expensive brands, and I just come back to that good old, I used to buy it in bulk at TJ Maxx, Batiste. Nice. (laughs) I have uh, right now a powder, a dry shampoo powder. I don't really use dry shampoo very Mm. often, but um, it's also like it can give you texture as well. So. That's why I bought yeah, it mostly yeah. is for the texture. But My also sister uses shampoo. a powder that like her friend makes. Oh, it's like better for the environment because it's not aerosol, obviously. Oh, but, um, gotcha. I'm not really like willing to. I I don't use hairspray or anything else aerosol really. So every couple of days, if I hit that Batiste, I I feel like I'm being okay. Yeah. Um, I like your on air sign in the background. I think this is the first time seeing it. Thank you. Yes, I have a new sign. It's not lit up. I probably should have lit it up because we we are on air technically. But uh, I also I added this. This is extremely for Noriega only. But I got a. My sister had this window frame uh-huh. thing, and I put it up and then put some of my things in it. Nice, so it's just like a little decor. Yeah, we both have been decorating our office space. We have been because what else is there to fucking do? Well, yeah, and it's, it's so been raining all day here today. I'm miserable. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so funny because I've been working home for ten months now, and I'm now like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I have. Well, now I have like a dedicated office space, um, but I'm like willing to make it look nicer. So I finally got a rug that I bought today, or I got it in the mail today, but I bought it like weeks ago. So that's pretty exciting, and I'm still waiting for a couple art prints to come, but then I'm also waiting on Micah to make frames for those prints. But yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of nice now that my office is coming together. I, I feel like I am more productive, which is so funny because mm-hmm. for the last 10 months, I thought I've been decently productive. Uh, so I don't know, maybe it's just, maybe it's the room and the decor, or maybe it's just life in general and what we're having to deal with at work i mean what are we dealing with though like i everything seems fine and normal over here everything's fine all fine in my in my apartment good fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) well that's great uh mike and i finished watching mcmillions last night which is a documentary series on hbo about the mcdonald's monopoly fraud Mm -hmm. i'd recommend it it's a pretty fun watch but um in it now this isn't necessarily a spoiler but i guess technically it is but when they find out who was responsible or involved a lot of them got house arrest and mike and i were thinking imagine if you're in on house arrest like now like if you got put (laughs) under house arrest in like february and you're like oh man oh well i guess that's fine it's better than being in jail, and now it's like we're all under yeah. house arrest. <laughs> I mean, house arrest is kind of. That'd be, that'd be like kind of the perfect. <laughs> I mean, if. It'd be kind of perfect. Yeah, if right? you're on house arrest, though, like people can still come see you, right? I, I could argue house arrest might be better than what we have going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to commit some white collar crimes then? No, it seems like a whole thing. Yeah, it seems like a whole thing. And also, hopefully, by the time we would get caught and then sentenced, 
uh, this would I hope be over. And then I also will say, so like, I feel I guess like we'll just keep being that is people. like a, probably a hard needle to thread to be like something so illegal that it would cause some sort of, you know, serious sentencing, but not jail because, like, I am not like I would not do well in jail. So I feel like that's not a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's white-collar crime, right. I think, is what warrants you. But not of, like, the Martha Stewart level. Though, I remember when uh, Teresa Judice, I think is how you say her last name, the lady from Real Housewives of yes, uh, New Jersey who, like, flipped the table years uh-huh. back. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, I remember she did, like, an interview or gave, like, a comment to People magazine before she went into jail. And she was like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting in good shape and practicing my cooking skills while I'm in jail. And I was like, well, fuck, that's what I need to do. That's like, that's like one of my, like, resolutions for this year. I don't think Could it's you worth imagine if That was the only thing I had to do was just, like, work out and then, like, volunteer in the kitchen and learn from someone of how to, like, dice onions I'd really come out better than before I got in there. And, I like, you, you just, like, read and, like, just get in touch with yourself, you know? Like, honestly. Yeah, it's like <laughs> eat, pray, love. No, but then you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I've never... <laughs> I've, yeah, I've literally never seen the movie Eat, Pray, Love or read the book, and I feel like I talk, I reference it I all the also time. reference Eat, Pray, Love all the time, and I have also not seen the movie or read the book. <laughs> but, like, I feel like it's, like, yeah, all well, you need to understand well, about Eat, Pray, is Love there? is the title. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, is that she, she ate, she prayed, and Duh. she loved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, besides being on house arrest, what have you been up um, to? Now it's like really like I just feel like all the days blurred together. I'm like, what have I been watching? What have I been doing at all? Well, I was kind of sick yesterday. We Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights, obviously motoring through season two. Uh, lots of opinions. Um, yeah. I you will still love Landry. Still, well, <laughs> Landry's in kind of a shit position right now, and I just don't understand what they're doing with Landry. Um, I feel like we're not really getting enough. That's riggins. the thing about Friday Night Lights. <laughs> mm. um, he's I guess living with like a drug dealer but there was like a little scene that I love where coach is making Riggins help him out with some of the athletic director stuff that he's doing and mm. Riggins is at like the gymnastics meet and at one point he like uh, exhales like really exasperatedly and coach is like uh, oh, you're tired of being here? And he's like, no, like, Nancy's been working on that backhand for like three weeks, and she's better than that. She's her own worst enemy. <laughs> it's like, oh, Tim Riggins, I love you. <laughs> um, and then it begins, he's and great. Coach isn't the coach. It's just wrong. You know, season two, I'm just not into it. I will power through. I got distracted yesterday, and I rewatched Ted Lasso. But I will come back to. That's okay. You can take some breaks. I mean, you're yeah. well ahead of schedule. That's what you I can finish I mean, season two by the end of the month. I could and I might. I could and I might. <laughs> yeah. It's after I stopped and then after you get season to move one. On to season three. <laughs> and then four is when Michael B. Jordan shows up. <laughs> Ayy. <laughs> I will say I Michael like, B. Jordan in a public relationship with Steve Harvey's daughter. Just we're done. We're not we don't need to do this. <laughs> Yeah, just wanted it. I we like pretend like we talk about pop culture on this show more than just like the one movie we talk about. So just wanted to. I'm trying to think. Is there right any there. other pop culture worth, anyway. worth bringing up this week? Yeah, I was thinking about that before we got on, and Army Hammer. Well, he issued that apology to for calling the woman Miss Cayman in that video. Right, but his apology uh, was just like I didn't want you guys to get confused. It's not Miss Cayman Islands. It's someone that I called Miss Cayman. And I was like, people yeah. are accusing you of assault, yeah. honey. Like, let's focus up. Like, My favorite part was that he was like, videos that were taken from my private social media. It's like, so you're confirming the fact that you posted it and that it's There's yours. There's no such thing as a private you social just, media. Like, or, you're just blaming <laughs> You're just blaming someone. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that seems to be getting worse by the minute. By the literal Olivia minute. and Harry are still together. Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, we found out Gigi Hadid and Zayn's baby oh. name. Did we talk about the Ben Affleck and Adarmas split? Is that this week? <gasps> no. Okay, I think that, uh, no, that happened, I think, Monday or Tuesday of last yeah. week. Oh, it was a real whirlwind because um, it was announced that they had broken And then the inauguration happened. After much speculation. Yeah. And then the inauguration happened. Uh, And Ben Affleck, weirdly, I forget even, like, why they said he had it, but he had, like, a life-size cutout or, like, a huge cutout of Anna I think it was, like, they had put it out for the photographers to be, like, stop taking pictures of us. Here's a cut cardboard cutout of Anadarmus. It was like a goof. Oh like, not like a super well done goof, but like, Funny. I like that they tried to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh- for a PR relationship, I guess that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but so then there are all these photos of the the cutout getting thrown away, and everyone thought, even though all you could see were like eyeballs and like messy ha- long hair, and someone in a mask. But people thought it was Casey. It looked Affleck. just like fucking Casey all... Affleck. Like I know it. Did, I know <laughs> you couldn't see. Anything. I know you couldn't see anything. But like I don't know. Sometimes you just know in your soul things. And like I still, I still do not believe that it wasn't Casey. <laughs> well, it's incredible because they've like since released statements being like that was not Casey Affleck. But there, of course, Twitter has all sorts of fun tweets uh, about it. And we all had fun yeah. with that. So well, I maybe do, that's her nugget of One pop thing culture. that I have to laugh about no is we all thought this was a PR relationship. It went on for such a long time during quarantine. And like the movie still hasn't come out, right? Like I have no idea now what that movie like is was alleged what they were allegedly doing PR. I've for. read it so many <laughs> Yeah, I've read that like the movie title so many times and just like if you gave me $100, I wouldn't even be able to think of it's, it. It's something, like, um, super generic. But I just think it's so funny that, like, we went through this whole thing, like, basically a year of Anna Armas and Ben Affleck, you know, in this relationship. And, like, it, it you can't say that that was PR for the movie because, like, I, I have no idea anything about that movie still. <laughs> yeah, I think that the thought was that it's more PR for her. Oh, she was, she was doing she, fine. And, she was going to be fine. She's the new Bond girl. No one really knew who she was, but Bond got pushed. Like no one really knew yeah, who she was. We didn't was. need to know Anna and Armas him, for like, nine months. Would I mean every movie got pushed? Okay, so like I forgot who Daniel Craig was in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, well, and the fact that like I think that he is constantly in need of a uh, reputation rehabilitation. I will say so, and and this worked for him on that regard because like. You used to think Ben Affleck, they, oh my gosh, he looks train good. wreck. And now you're like, Ben Affleck gets his Dunkin' Donuts and that goes on a walk. picture of him smoking. <laughs> oh my God. The I love that like the paparazzi <laughs> literally sits outside of his house every day for him to get his Dunkin' delivered. The poor man. It's so funny to me. <laughs> and why is he always carrying so much stuff? <laughs> the recent one with all the packages and then the Dunkin' resting on top. I just like... I don't understand, like... And he looks like the little mouse from Cinderella. Uh, yeah, just like Gus Gus. Um. <laughs> My favorite was earlier this year when it was, like, his, his order was leaked, uh, leaked and it's to so the public. sweet. It's, like, five <laughs> pumps of sugar or whatever. It's, like, <laughs> five sugars and, like, 90% cream. And you're just, like, you're not even drinking and coffee. It's ice, so it's also like, watered down. Like, could you down. not go to McDonald's? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just think it's funny that like yeah. it seems oh. like like I don't understand how like the like the Duncan situation for Ben Affleck. I just don't understand. Like if you're getting Duncan Duds every single day, you'd think you'd have a better system worked out that the paparazzi wouldn't like get you every time. And you're like also I mean maybe he's always looking a fool. Always. Like, <laughs> he looks like an idiot. He's like, been a celebrity for like fucking 30 Anna Armas looks amazing, and, and he, he looks like a mountain out. troll that is holding a Duncan. <laughs> he does look better. Uh, I think he's been looking a little bit healthier. Um, and I think that is the Anita Armas effect. But yeah, he's been a celebrity for like 30 years. He's been in two high profo- profile relationships prior to this no more than that three 
Gwyneth Paltrow, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer yep. Garner. And I don't know why he, like, cannot handle paparazzi. Cannot. But, yeah, he always just, like... I mean, he's been through how many Oscar cycles? Bears. How many How many studios have paid for him to get PR coaching, I assume? Nothing? <laughs> Vinny Chase had a better PR well, deal I, I've than never... <laughs> it's, it's him who, uh, yeah, I think it is, who does the Armageddon... Yep. commentary yep. yep yep the dvd yep. commentary That's... where he just like is cracking all these jokes yeah he's he's basically so the plot of armageddon <laughs> is that um these they need to go into space and do some drilling um and so ben affleck astutely points out on the uh commentary track of his own movie that why would you need to tr- why would you need to train drillers how to become astronauts you could train astronauts how to become drillers that's probably easier but that's not what the movie ended up going with so and he's just he's like yeah. ripping on it I've, <laughs> yeah that's all i that's all i know about that dvd commentary is that it's just like two hours of him just making jokes and making fun of it it's a classic rpats it, it is a classic rpats and you know what what oh. do I have to do? Stand a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of something. Pop culture. Speaking of our pats, we learned that we were betrayed by one of our favorites. Dakota Johnson <gasps> may or may not be allergic to limes. She is allergic limes. to limes. Well, I guess we can't believe that because she said she loved limes. So is she lying now <laughs> or was she lying then? <laughs> Did she just like aesthetically like to look at limes? That's... I mean, here's the that's thing. what I think. I, like, I watch so much Architectural <laughs> Digest, and I think about her house constantly. I think about her kitchen. We watch her Architectural constantly. Digest like, every time I think about like yeah. a kitchen, just like the concept of a kitchen. I think about Dakota Johnson's kitchen. <laughs> I love how she's like, yeah. I never understood like the purpose of fancy, pretty plates, but I bought some, and aren't they so pretty? I don't really use them, but aren't they pretty? And I'm like. Fucking rich people. I, I can't stand it. We introduced uh, some friends to the Babish episode of Architectural Digest, and that spiraled us into watching the Aaron Paul one. Uh, I get irate watching the Babish one. Micah gets irate watching the Aaron Paul one because we're just both like, why do they have so much money that they can right. have such a nice house? That said, I bought the Binging with Babish cookbook. I also, I also have a Binging with Babish cookbook. So, but, I mean, Aaron Paul to me makes a little <laughs> more sense because he was – like the second lead on the biggest television show for years, you know. Um, Binging with Babish yeah. is a and YouTuber, he has a tequila and I company. just can't accept that. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> it's a bit frustrating. You know, it's a good anyway, one. I like the David. I Harbor. love Dakota Johnson's house. They talk about the David Harbor yeah. one in the Babish one because it's the same designer. I just like his his like. Yeah, um, but he like rips on David wall. Harbor because he has a bigger TV. I think if I marry David like, Harbor, I'm like, listen, like that's a compromise I can make. Do you have any thoughts about David Harbor's bathroom situation? Our friends were oh. like, it's so dark. I don't like it, and I'm like, oh, I love the blue tile and the like the copper piping. I like. And Mike all is the like, why stuff. does he have like so many pipes? <laughs> like, what's the purpose Aesthetic. of all of these? Listen, Micah, oh. feel free to ask that at me and David Harbour's wedding. <laughs> He's already married. To me? Remember him and Lily Allen got married last year? Uh, right. And did I actually, I, I shouldn't have forgotten about that because I, that's something that I should think about more. Because it was like a very much quarantine wedding. Like, big time. Yeah, I think they got married at like a courthouse. Yeah. She was I think wearing, she wore a like, short dress. The little like... Yeah, and her veil was just like the little birdcage yeah, yeah, yeah. bobber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very Lily. Anyway. Yeah, very much. Uh, anything else you want to bring up? No, we're on a timeline today. You have a trivia to do. Potentially, yes. Potentially. Um, okay, well, today we thought, I mean, I think that this is good prep for the Oscars. I mean, um, this is like, that, 
I was getting excited the other day. I just clapped my hands. I don't think I've ever done that on the recording before. Um, I was <laughs> reading, uh, I was on Vanity Fair, Hollywood Reporter, or some you know, bullshit thing, and it was an article about the Oscars. And it has like four sections, and it's like preseason, uh, like season, postseason, off season. And I was like, ooh, okay, like, this is good. And it said, it's like called it. It's like, we're in the season now. And I'm like, we are in the season now. Like, we are less than a month away from shortlist. We are almost a month away from nominations. Like, this is happening, baby. It's Oscar time. <laughs> yes. Do they have any thoughts about Or was it literally just like a calendar? It was, uh, no, it was, the article was about, was predicting the documentary shortlist. Um, was like the purpose, mm, but basically gotcha. it was like a tag that they had on all their Oscar articles would say like when in the season this was, and I'm like, we're in it now. Gotcha. I know it's so exciting. Um, I know. I'm already like starting to panic that I'm not gonna be able to watch everything in time. Uh, I mean, but you're always that's okay. behind. I mean, not you, but like being an Oscar watcher is all, you're always behind. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, so we watched. I was gonna let you. Oh, okay. One night it. in Miami. <laughs> you got a throw to me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we watched One Night in Miami. <laughs> Good audio. <laughs> one Night in Miami, the directorial debut by one Miss Oscar, Oscar Academy Award winner, winning, Regina uh, and Emmy winning. What else does Regina King have? She she's doing well. She she, she at least has those yeah. two. But anywho, Regina King. Yes. And it's newly on Amazon Prime. I have to remember. Did she win? Apparently, a this Nobel Peace Prize for her role in Cinderella Story, or just nominated. <laughs> uh, she should have. She should have won. And at the very she least, should've she should have been nominated. Uh, one of my favorite movies. Uh, I, I in eighth grade would watch it every weekend because mm-hmm. I loved it mm-hmm. so much. Really spoke to mm-hmm. me, you know. Love the soundtrack. Used to listen to it all the Big time. Austin Big Austin Ames fan. fan. <laughs> Big, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and has Peyton's father in it from one. Oh, Hill. I remember. He he He's runs Austin's a dad. car. <laughs> it's, it's not like a dealership, yeah. is it? It's like a detailing. It's a car wash. Yeah, yeah like a car wash. Um, thank you for oh, asking. But so apparently this was the first film by an African-American female director to premiere at Venice. Ooh, really? So that's pretty fancy schmancy for Miss Regina King. And I mean, before we really like get into the crux of the movie itself, uh, I'm, I'm excited for her. Me too. She's, I mean, the movie is getting really well uh, reviewed mm-hmm. and celebrated. I mean, people seem to like it. I've seen a lot of things about people enjoying, you know, how they adapted this because I believe it was a play first. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited for it because I am not as clued in on, sh- uh, you know, just predictions and whatnot like you and Bryce maybe. Um, but I feel like she could potentially get a directing nod I think for this, so, too. I think, which is incredible. I think what I've been interested in, though, is, like, it, obviously it just came out. So I actually, speaking of Bryce, friend of the show, Bryce, uh, uh, we saw this at the festival here a few months ago. And I remember when I went to go see it, like, it had, like, huge buzz. Like, everyone's like, Regina King is a lock for a nomination. Like, we're talking, like her and Cloja up against each other for, you know, best director winner. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like it got quieter since then. And now that it's back out, I'm kind of waiting for it to like really like pick up steam. And I don't know that it I don't know that many people are as many people who should be watching it are watching it. I don't know. We'll see. I will I'm say intrigued. that uh it- more so than any other movie that I've seen, it seems like Amazon is really plugging this one. Um, mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I just I feel like they don't normally do a good job with campaigning. But if you go to the Amazon Prime page, there's like banners. There's like when you scroll down to like get to a movie, they have all of the different characters on it and whatnot. So, I mean, it seems like Amazon is kind of picking this one. I don't. 
off the top of my head, I can't think of the other movies that they have. I think, I mean, uh, I for this think year, Amazon be in is, discussion. I feel like if I were Amazon, and I do feel like they're probably doing some version of this, since last year was such a like movies at home year, I feel like they are like gonna really be, you know, playing their chips hard. Um, obviously, Amazon has a lot of money, so they can afford a really aggressive season. Um, the one I, I was seeing forever, the Borat subsequent movie film banners. So I remember getting on every time mm. I got on Amazon, that was what I was seeing a lot of. But now it is definitely One Night in Miami, which I think is definitely more of a <laughs> contender. <laughs> and I liked Borat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, likewise. But so... Should we go into the movie itself and Let's. maybe a little synopsis of what the movie's about? Yes. Would you like me to do that or are you going to do it? You can go ahead and okay. do that. I feel like normally you team me up to do synopsises, <laughs> and I never prepare them beforehand, and it would take two seconds. Um, so One Night in Miami is uh, a, I think it's fictionalized, right? Like, I mean, we know that. It is that, fictionalized, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, it's the night after... Uh, Muhammad Ali beats Sonny Liston. It's in Miami. The and night of. Um, the night of, yes. Um, but it's after the fight. Um, and it's uh, Sonny, it's, no, god damn it, I already messed up. Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke all getting together and just kind of talking about uh, civil rights movements, uh, their lives. Um, it seems like some of them have been friends from a long way back. They're all kind of in different corners of uh, pop, pop culture and fame at the time and kind of talking about the burden of that and everything that goes along with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think you did great. Good job. Thank you. I'm Almost tripped up over the names, but you ended up nailing it's it. It's true. I went straight for Sunny Listen. Uh, I don't even think we see him in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think of the movie? Just I like liked it a high lot. Level I think. Start, I, guess. I mean, I knew it was based on a play, which you said, and I think sometimes movies come off very much like they're based on a play. And when I was going into this, I kind of expected more of that because I knew it took place essentially over one night. Like we, it's one night in Miami, uh-huh. um, and I knew that they like sat down and like hashed, like just kind of it was a talkie, you know. Um, I think they ended up making this a lot more interesting and more dynamic than I would have expected. Um, I mean, like comparing it against, what's another play? Oh, um, uh, Ma Rainey's Fences? Black Fences, was that a play? Fences was too. Oh. Um, but Ma Rainey's very contained, uh, it feels. Yeah. It feels like very much like a play and very written in that way. And this kind of does have uh, a more natural feel. Um, and I mean, four those four lead actors are really, really doing a lot there. Yeah. Whenever I think of movies that are based off plays, I picture just like very few sets. You're not getting to change the perspective of where you are sitting or viewing from in regards to the sets and the actors, and just like very dialogue heavy. Yeah. Um, and I really like this. I found it to be very engaging, and I think. And just maybe it was the dialogue itself and then how it was delivered. But also, I really liked Regina King's use of overhead shots. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, there's the shot, like, when he wins the fight and then you see overhead and you can see everyone there. And then also when the car of Jim, uh, Muhammad Ali, and Malcolm X arrive to the hotel Mm -hmm you can see all of the car doors opening, yeah. you know, a la your favorite TV show, Entourage. <laughs> Fuck <But> you. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, that yeah, I like I, That shot of after the fight above, above the ring is, like, a really famous photograph, and I wonder if that was, like, her inspiration of all those overhead shots. Very interesting. I don't know. I, I just liked it because I thought that it was a cool way, since... This movie has four leads in it. I thought it was a nice way to get to see, well, in that case, it was three of them, just like the three of them exiting the car in one clean shot. Because otherwise, without doing an overhead, you wouldn't be able to get that. Yeah. So I thought and that I, her use of that was nice. So that way you're like drawn into all four of them at the same time. Yeah. And that's another thing. I kind of, um, I 
when they got to the hotel, I was like, okay, maybe this is like where we locked down for the night. Like, you know, we're all in this hotel room. Like maybe this is where the rest of it takes place and that it feels very, you know, I don't know, 12 angry men or whatever. But I, I like that, you know, it kept moving because it's like, these are four very dynamic people. So I'm, I can't imagine it mm -hmm. on stage because I'm like, they would feel like, like Muhammad Ali would feel so contained if he only had to be on stage, you know, like he's got to move. <laughs> He has so much energy. Well, it's so funny because before I watched, I saw the guy who plays Muhammad Ali. His name is Eli Gore. Uh, yeah. He's on it's Riverdale. It's too easy at the end. I didn't know if it was like Eli Gray or Gray. I say Gore. Yeah, something, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, he's on Riverdale, and I was just like, is oh, he? that's interesting. And then Probably he makes a comment <laughs> during the movie about being 22 years old and being the world championship cha champion. And I was just like, oh, my God, he is so young. Like, I cannot even believe how young he is, but also just like how he acts. And he's like so big with his body and he's like jumping all around. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's like very physically acting. Um, I thought that, that was a nice yeah touch because yeah I mean he's a young guy and on top of that he's an athlete and he's also high on life because he just won a very important right hate. I mean I've never boxed uh, but I can't imagine like oh you have no, it never not a day in my life um <laughs> uh, I can't imagine oh. like like really like having like one of the more most difficult <laughs> matches you've ever had and then having that much energy like even whenever people yeah. are like oh we just like won a basketball game let's go party i'm like with what with what energy i'm exhausted from like <laughs> i went to get the mail today and i'm beat it's called endorphins <laughs> it's true haven't you seen it's legally true. blonde <laughs> yeah, yeah i happy. mean i i <laughs> I just can't imagine like being that high on life and then drive pulling up to the motel room and then it's just like you and your three yeah. buddies and your options to celebrate with are vanilla ice cream and vanilla ice cream. <laughs> that was, I mean it was it was funny. That's was funny. Uh yeah. I was like while I was watching it I was like I wish I had a little bit more background of like how these people these this foursome became friends. Right. Because they did kind of seem like an unlikely pairing. It seemed like some of them but went also back maybe it was just way further, and some of them like I mean, I, it, it was it's kind of like throughout the movie you find it, it seems that Muhammad Ali is kind of more new to the scene, obviously. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. It is interesting. I mean, it's it's the total like yeah. all famous people know each other, but like back in the day, I'm like, well, it's not like they were tweeting at each other. <laughs> How did they yeah, know each other? Yeah, well, I How mean, they know obviously. <laughs> Well, and obviously, like, I couldn't say for sure, but it seems like all four of them are on the top of their game. And so, like, there was probably just networking in that regard, yeah. too. Well, I so. mean, I will, I, I, I feel like the one who's probably, like, just about to, just about to be on top of the game is, like, Sam Cooke. Because, like, the whole premise of this movie, which is, like, one of the, like, history things I was aware of is, like, the big Sam Cooke storyline is that they think he should be writing his songs more specifically for the cause and for, you know, mm -hmm. the community and his people. And, you know, the stuff that he's writing is kind of more frilly, poppy stuff, um, which is funny because I'm like, almost the defining thing I know about Sam Cooke. No, actually, it is the defining thing I know about Sam Cooke. Is he wrote A Change Is Gonna Come, which is the most famous song in the entire world, <laughs> seemingly. So yeah. it's just crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I liked in the very be well, I liked how they, at first I didn't think there was going to be a title card for the movie because it seems like we spent a good deal of time with each character by themselves uh, in their respective lives. Um, I did really like when the title card came you, and it was you, Muhammad Ali taking uh, doing the photo underwater and then it just went boom. You know one night in Miami. I love a late um, title card drop. I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one I thought was really good. I mean, I'm like kind of going through a thing right now where I just love like the aesthetics of the 50s and the 60s. You, you are. We talked so, about this. I mean, yeah. So I really appreciated just like the back like the aesthetics of the clothes and uh the sets and whatnot but also i thought that regina king made a very pretty and nice to look at movie yep. 
Um, that said, I thought that it was fun to get to see each of them kind of in their own, well, I guess not really in their element, but by themselves. Mm-hmm. And in the Sam Cook one, I thought that that one was extra uh, just intriguing because it basically shows him performing to an all-white crowd and he's kind of told what he needs to perform and then they show a lady saying that oh god who was it that uh she said oh i like this song so much better when debbie reynolds sings it (laughs) and it's just like oh god like what a fucking like (laughs) punch to the gut um but you like you get an idea as to like who he is as a person like he's he goes down to Miami. He stays at the Fountain Blue, mm-hmm. which is still to this day like a very nice swanky. I, I remember, have stayed um, at the Fountain Blue. Prince Harry stayed this? there. <laughs> oh, look at you! Look at her. There's like I seven pools. Prince Harry stayed there. <laughs> Ooh, Prince Harry. A Me and him were probably like, there at the same time. Well, my dad was there like a couple days after, and I was like, "Oh my god, Prince Harry was." Yeah, I was like eleven, and Um, I remember being like seven pools at one hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he's staying in this like fancy place, then he gets to the motel, and he literally is like, "What a dump." But like, yeah, he's like doing that whole pop thing, trying to make it big, and he's being successful. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to shame him. I I kind of struggled. Like, I understood what Malcolm X was saying throughout the movie to Sam Cooke. But I was also like, I get what Sam Cooke's saying, too. I mean, I think that's kind of the point of I the think movie. That's definitely it's like, it's not an easy solution. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing is, I mean, obviously, both of us are people who very much uh, love and appreciate pop music. So, like, we're, we're not about to be the people out here being like, okay, there's no value in uh, you know, why, <laughs> why you come around with an ass like that or whatever the stars born one is. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I think I, that's, I, I appreciated, like, that's what I like about this. And I think that's, it's that kind of stuff that to me seems so like playy is when you're like, Oh, this is a great, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, tete They, uh, they both have excellent points. And, you know, just because he has mm-hmm. this power, does that mean it's his responsibility? Like, where's your responsibility <laughs> begin and end? Like it's what he's doing. Is it not being intentionally like, it's not probably being detrimental to the culture, but like, would he be adding to it more X, Y, Z? And I mean, obviously I think it worked out for the best because Change the Guy is a great fucking song. Um, which, and also yeah. I had a fun little story. This is just for Noriega because I know that she'll like this. I, uh, I think the first time I listened to it, Change the Guy I was in probably high school. Uh, and the only reason that I listened to it was because in an article, and I want to say it's that 2009 GQ article, but Julian Casablanca said it was his favorite song. And so that is how I was introduced <gasps> to Sam Cooke. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I went down a big joy in Casablancas. Uh, well, his father, a, a wormhole about his dad, and I found out and that you were he used to like screenshots rub like, elbows with Donald. Yeah, he used to rub elbows with Donald Trump. Then all I could think about is like just how liberal Julian is, and like mm-hmm. what his thoughts are. Um, like, like, is there anything? Presumably, past he's liberal? like met Donald Trump. <laughs> Yeah, I think Julie yes. would say Bernie Sanders is a little too right leaning for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anywho, you know, I I really liked the thing. I feel like when I was watching this movie, I was trying to kind of like pigeonhole each person and understand the points that they were trying to make and find like one I wanted to find like one clear concise like yeah that's correct this is actually how like you should be doing this and standing up for yourself and your peers and whatnot and I really liked how this movie was set up because I think that they all make very good points to what you were saying a couple minutes ago before we went on the Julian Casablanca's tangent um and so I really liked that because I think that it made me think about the movie more because yeah when Sam Cooke was talking and he was like what's better than having financial freedom and then he was also talking about how like 
he owns the masters, he owns the song lyrics, and he sells that to the Rolling Stones, for example. Yeah. So when the Rolling Stones song becomes a hit, then he's getting money. And he was like, now I'm in control and getting money from the white guy for doing nothing, just for owning something. And I'm like, fuck yeah, like do the damn yeah. thing. You got this. Um, but then also it's like Malcolm X talks and you're like, yeah, okay, like I get the point yeah. too. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that it's really interesting and I liked seeing the two of them together. And also I haven't seen Leslie Odom Jr. in much. But I thought he was really good he's at really this. really good at this. And I mean, I remember when this came out and I was like, I mean, it's it's hard not to see it as like, okay. I mean, obviously, Leslie Odom Jr. is a great actor. He's won a Tony. Um, but he's also like such a good singer that you're like, is it like, it's almost mm-hmm. like stunt casting, you know? Like, I mean, it's not. He did excellently. And like, But the second you you hear that, you're like, oh, well, Sam Cooke's a singer and Leslie Odom Jr., is in Hamilton, like, of course. And his role in Hamilton is the most, like, you're singing, singing, you know? He he doesn't mm-hmm. rap as much as, like, you know, he sings. <laughs> um, but, yeah, right. I mean, I, I agree with, you know, I think that those two had the most interesting kind of, like, diametric opposition scenes. Um, but they're also, what I thought was so interesting was, like, as much as they are all contemporaries and they're all in the same place at the same time, it's like they're all, like, going through such different things in their life, you know? Like, like just all the stuff with uh, Muhammad Ali and, like, the religion stuff. Like, I was, like, that's something that I, like, did not know much about to begin with. So I was, like, Mm-mm. I don't know, interested. I, I'd seen Ali, so I did know part of it. <laughs> but uh, oh, not, I've never not seen that. Thing. Uh, Michael Mann. So, blank check. Yeah. Um, so did you have, of the four, who would you say was your favorite character? Uh, okay, favorite character is so hard because I have, uh, like, my... Okay, so I'm thinking a lot because I think the best performance of those four is Kingsley Benadire mm-hmm. as Malcolm X. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the weakest performance is probably Eli Gore because it's more of an impression to me. Like, I'm not super familiar with, yeah. uh, like, Muhammad Ali. And, like, maybe he was like that all the time. But it's, like, just so on the nose. But that being said, every time he was doing something, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I just, I feel like the seriousness in the Muhammad Ali role makes it seem not as impressive whereas the Malcolm X role I mean there's just like so much weight with that and like everything he says it's like he fucking believes that and that's his cause and you're just like oh my goodness and it's not Um, life or death for the others right now I think (laughs) yeah I really liked um, the Jim Brown role oh my gosh well I just adore Aldous Hodge and I have watched every season of yeah. Leverage <laughs> in commitment to that, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know if it's because of, like, the starting, the start, like, the beginning scene for him with Bo Bridges, where it's just, like, Bo Bridges is like, you're so great. You're, like, the pride of Georgia. He's just, like, talking it up, how much he respects him. And then I think that might be... Bo Bridges either daughter or granddaughter I don't really know how old Bo Bridges is but the girl who played that role has the last name Bridges so one can assume yeah. um, but she needed help moving furniture and of course he offers to help being like big strong football yeah. player uh, young and Bo Bridges is like oh no you're not allowed in the yeah. house you know that right yeah. That's, and it's just I like mean, I think that was kind of like set the stage for me for me wanting to be like you got this buddy yeah. and you know it's coming know. and like that's what's I like I it's St. Simons right yeah it is uh, which is very yeah it is St. Simons extremely close to where I grew up <laughs> and I know people who like live in houses like that and so every time yeah. it's like something I mean, like that, that patio movie, like, sorry the patio that they're sitting out on oh yeah it oh, yeah. just like it looks 
so picturesque and even just like him driving through Georgia it yeah. just looks so picturesque yeah with like that's what Spanish I'm saying we're like I think that like <laughs> yeah the aesthetics of this movie like the overall just look of this movie is just very nice to look at I mean yeah. even their hotel room which I would agree yes. is a little dumpy <laughs> it was still nice yeah, yeah. like a little kitchen area it was intentional like that's yeah I I, I, I really like Jim Brown, too. And then, like, I mean, Jim Brown obviously, like, becomes an actor. And I, it's not like I've seen a ton of Jim Brown movies. I've seen, um, oh, gosh. This is, this is not I don't think I've seen any. Uh, he's in, um, I just forgot the name of it, Mars Attacks. He's very good in Mars Attacks. Oh. <laughs> but that's uh, many, many years later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never I don't think I've ever seen him in anything, but I I just I don't know, I liked his character. I think because his character was like kind of the grounding force of all of these big personalities as well. Yeah. So Yeah. And I also I but I was also like, what do you think? Tell me what you think. He he is so every time they let him speak his mind. He's definitely nice. of the four the one that I feel like gets the least like big decision conversations, I guess. Yeah. But but yeah, I'm just in the bag for all the nice. stuff. So that's that. Yeah, so so if you were going to give out uh nominations for anyone, Regina for directing. Oh gosh, I mean this is such a this is such a year. Honestly, at this point, like Fincher for Mank, he's out. You know? Like I don't think Yeah. I don't think I need Fincher. I'd rather Mank, have this. I think has lost <laughs> I think Manx lost a lot of steam, and uh, besides Amanda, yes, I mean I think Chloe Zhao. And I, th- I mean I just, I have Lee Isaac Chong from Minari. I just adore Regina King. I mean, she did that interview recently where they asked like who her, be- who the best Chris was. Oh yeah, and she was just like crushing over Chris Evans. Yep. I mean, I just, and that's fair. I love her. And also, she always shows she up does. in a nice No, that's outfit. the thing. I'm like, I am so, happy to see, like, even just fashion stunning. alone, she, look, she looks good. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck would David Fincher that's wear? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I love the no. Finch. But and that's like, why, and that's like, we this don't This is what we need, should do. I, like, don't give two shits about what Aaron Sorkin's going to wear. Regina should get nominated. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what we go for and what we petition for is that we should nominate female directors all the time just because I want to see the fun outfits. Yeah. Or rather, we should just nominate people who will wear fun outfits. Yeah. Do you Listen, think that's how it should if work? You're, if, Do you think anyone would have any problems with it? If you're it? willing to bring, like, to step up your game and you're a male, like, that's fine. I respect that. I want to see it, actually. But you have to be, like, yes. if you're getting nominated for Best Director, that means, okay, now I have to come play. Um, any other thoughts on the movie Um, I'd like Kingsley Benadire but the thing is I mean I guess would he be in lead or supporting because I think it'd be easier for him to get in in supporting but I think you could argue that's like a lead performance oh I don't know yeah oh I don't know it gets kind of tricky to decide who who is actually who it always I bet they run him in the yeah. lead. I want to know if that Boston story is accurate, if that's true. Yeah. It is, I did, Do like, you know? go home and, like, read a lot after this, which is good. So it was accurate? That really happened? Oh, no, I didn't read the Boston. I didn't read about Boston. I just, like, was Googling, oh, like... okay. <laughs> you know, I just was reading about Malcolm X in general. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because that was kind of like the perfect way to bring it all around. And I I thought that that was really impactful from the screenwriter because it was like it kind of it canceled the tension because then it just became like two friends reminiscing and telling their other two friends about this one crazy night in Boston. And Uh, I will say it made me want to go to a show more than anything in the goddamn world. (laughs) I was so angry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it also really hit home of 
what Malcolm X was trying to say the whole time of like use your voice for something that matters like you obviously have a captive audience like waiting to listen to you yeah so I like I I, I think that the script of this was I mean just it was really well well structured very impactful I, I love a final montage scene probably why I like uh teen soaps so much uh or maybe that's why i like it from like growing up watching one tree hill um but i loved that that whole ending montage of seeing where they all ended up um and then also i feel like leslie odom jr will definitely get a nom for original song oh 100 oh, percent, yes because this is like a really like it's a great song he is a great singer and also it's a fallow year let's not pretend it's not it's kind of a fallow year. yeah <laughs> so i mean i'm just i'm excited to see what comes of this i hope more people watch the movie and they're excited about it as well um but yeah and, unless stars uh, are blind can be somehow oh. slip in for best original song oh, even do you think 15 think years after the fact i mean i will say like it's <laughs> impossible to say that like this wasn't a new spin on it because like the what bo burnham does with the material like it's a completely fresh perspective <laughs> oh it'd be truly <laughs> iconic if paris hilton re-recorded it and that somehow like fit in the criteria for it making could, it it's a, too an late it has song. to be in the movie <laughs> yeah, and then they gave her a nom. I mean, sorry, Leslie Odom Jr., but start <laughs> Sorry, line. Leslie Odom Jr.? Paris Hilton <laughs> recorded something, so this is just not your year. <laughs> sorry, just Leslie like, Odom you Jr. Can hang as with Sam Tony. <laughs> Paris Hilton re-recorded a song what that mm, didn't do well. <laughs> Wouldn't it be, what a world to live in if, like, that did happen, and then she did win the Oscar, and then she was Academy Award winner. I just Hilton. like can't live. I just can't live in this. Do I can't think, have fun in this space. Do you with think you. Bryce is just screaming at <laughs> I can't us have, right now? I can't. This isn't. <laughs> this isn't the same space for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Do you have any other thoughts on One Night in Miami? No, I enjoyed it thoroughly. You ready to go spend a night in Miami? Sure. Oh sure. I'd go anywhere. I go fucking anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, do you have anything you want to recommend? I do, actually. So, um, mm-hmm. I've already talked about... Season 2 of Friday Night it's Lights. It's not season 2 of Friday Night Lights. Because, actually, it might be a skip for me. Um, <laughs> well, I'll mm. need to get through it. Uh, no, I... So, this week, the Blind Check episode on Welcome to Marwin came out. And I have not seen Welcome to Marwin. But I decided to watch the documentary that Welcome to Marwin is based off of. And that's an excellent documentary. Okay, instead So I will of... recommend Marwin Call, is what it's called. <laughs> uh, it's on Amazon. Okay. Well, yeah, I was going to recommend McMillions on HBO. Beautiful. Look at us. It's fun. Documentary So series. look at us, just like being, yeah, being little nerds and watching documentaries. Oh Fiction uh, who? I've never met her. <laughs> Well, very nice. Anything else? No. It's nice to talk to you. Yeah, nice to talk to you, I guess. This was a good time. <laughs> Blast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.